Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And we're now sponsored by, or well, now we're produced by, The Stuff Productions. It's a new change. Yay. Yeah. Tell us more, Luke. Uh, well, I ended up taking over what had been the Stuff Podcast because Mike Watson, who previously hosted it, is now doing full-time comic artist work, and everyone involved with the podcast still wanted to continue doing it, and so I was like, hey, I'll take over this thing, and so I've taken over that I thing. don't already have too many things going on in my life. I know. But yeah, so, I mean, that's a new thing. Uh, hopefully, when you're looking at this, we have our new podcast image. I need to make sure that Kyle can get that up. <laughs> But if you're seeing it, and it's blue, good. We'll hopefully talk about that more next time. Otherwise, I will cut this segment out. Yeah! And more along us changing things, uh, we've got Christmas gifts for each other that we've both finally sent to each other. So, you want to open up yours first, Devin? Sure. Oh, man. Got the two trays of the pulse. Yeah. Kick ass. I'm actually excited to read this. Yeah, no, uh, I stumbled across him at the Christmas sale where I got your gift last year, I think. And it was like, hey, Devin wanted to read these, I think, and have them in trade form. So. I thought he'd get us prepared. Ooh. And Devin got me Dark Rain Fantastic Four. So, it does look like it got a bit rain damage while waiting for uh, someone to pick it up. Oh, that's sad. Hershey Weather Gods. Hershey Weather Gods. Thank you, Devin. Christmas, uh, new podcast production, and all of that stuff aside, we are your guide to the comic book multiverse now in podcast form, and it's another week of our coverage of Exiles. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. This week we were covering two arcs of the Exiles. Uh, that will take us through issues 41 through 45. But uh, I am a trade collector of Exiles because I don't want to try hunting those down in back issue bins. And we're actually going to be covering these two arcs in the trade order instead of the actual issue order because it's easier to cover. And so the first one is uh, Exiles 43 through 45 by Chuck Austin, with pencils by Jim Calafior, inks by Mark McKenna, colors by Transparency Digital, letters by Dave Sharp, and last time on Exiles, let's quickly recap what happened. Exiles are a group of superheroes who are hopping from universe to universe, and they are given missions by the Talos. Our current, well, our previous team consisted of I don't know which which group we're talking about because I'm the saying exiles. Arc I keep not saying the exiles. Yeah. Well, our previous arc with the exiles. Had, which one was uh, that? I don't even remember which one was the previous arc with the exiles. It was the one where Mimic got uh, infested with the Brood. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why they're all really sad because yeah, Mariko Yoshida, who was Sunfire, and who was also Morph's best friend. Uh, died 
because she was crushed by buildings while everyone else was busy uh, fighting Brood Mimic, who finally got his powers under control. And so now she's been replaced on the team by our previous team member, Blink. And uh, Blink is from Age of Apocalypse. She is pink. She can throw daggers at teleport people. Also on our team is Mimic, who can hold the powers of up to five mutants at a time. There's also Morph, who can morph into things. He's usually the goofball. And then we have Nocturne, Talia Josephine Wagner, who's the daughter of Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch. She goes by the codename Nocturne. And we have a second arc that's all about her. We also have Ileana Rasputin, Magic, who is very kill-happy, which either excites us or angers us, depending on... Like, she can be total garbage. And then there is Heather Hudson, who is Sasquatch. And so previously, as we said, Mariko died, and so her replacement instantly teleported in. That is Blink. She's like... Hey, what's... Oh, Mariko died. And uh, because they got their mission done, everyone's like, oh, well, we have to go on to the next mission. And Morph is like, yeah, but Mimic killed her. That jerk. And so Blink's like, awkward. oh, hey, the Talos <laughs> is fine again. Oof. Yep. Yeah. So they get Talos away where they meet Sewer Dweller Gambit in Earth 4400. And One-armed yeah. Sewer Dweller Gambit. Yeah, and our, uh, this is a gambit we have seen before, because he is a member of Weapon X, who was in the last arc that we covered. Weapon X is a lot like the Exiles, except they are a lot more kill-happy. They're a lot like the Exiles in the role-playing game that we play, except less holiday-themed and more murder-tastic. And we, uh, quickly find out that the rest of Weapon X... Uh, which consists of Gambit, uh, an evil version of Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, Spider, who's an evil carnage-infested version of Spider-Man, Hyperion, who is evil Superman, and then a weird Hulk and uh, Firestar. Uh, They came to this world because Hyperion has basically been like, hey, I really don't want to have to go world-to-world trying to uh, fix things. Let's conquer one of these worlds. And so Gamut ended up confusing him. And if you can't tell, I'm congested right now. Really? Yeah. Well, was that sarcasm? Sarcasm? It was. It was. Yeah. Anyways, the team appears and Gambit's trying to offer him his hobo goods because Hyperion decided he wanted to be leader of the team instead and tried to rip off the talus, and it just went over to Gambit's other arm, and he was lucky enough to escape. Meanwhile, on our team, we're having all sorts of drama. Blink, who had been in a relationship with Mimic, is trying to comfort him, and he is getting all teen angry again. Which he does so much. Yeah, but he's good at it, at least. It's true. Yeah. And Magic tries to hit on Morph, again, and uh, she tries to be, like, empathetic, and it's like, if I fail in my missions, I'm going to kill everyone I loved, and it's like, you do that all the time, Magic. Like, that is one... But these are people she knows, so it's okay. 
It is so unempathetic, though. Like, that is serial killer talk. Oh, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. So, Morph is like, oh, okay, I I understand. We can talk about this, and then... Uh, she kisses him and tries to get him to transform into someone she would want to have sex with, and is like, whoa! Whoa, girl. That's wrong. To be fair, I guess here's my only thing with that. Yeah. How many times has Morph done that? Ark really tried to have sex with someone when it was clearly not the time. I'd say the big difference here, though, is that she's being overtly emotionally manipulative. Like, no, I'm not saying she's not, but... And she's also initiating physical contact, which is a lot more unwelcome than... Like, both of the things are bad, but... like, But, but more are like, oh, oh, look at that hot stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a lot more different than, oh, I'm so sad and lonely. Hey, turn into someone I want to have sex with now. She knows what she wants, and she says what she wants. Yeah, so they talk things out a bit more, and then it's like, hey, yeah, we need to actually get on the mission. So we find out this is where Hyperion ripped off slash lasered off Gambit's arm, luckily preventing him from bleeding. And Hulk and Firestar, who were sent in to basically make Weapon X do their missions, uh, started fighting Hyperion, and his cronies did not like that. And Gambit ran off and escaped. And so they have just now both gotten their mission, which is, of the two teams that there are, the 12 people from Exiles and Weapon X, only six will move on. The rest will die. So what do you do when you got 12 members and you need to get it down to six? What you gonna do? Murder. And so we see that Hyperion has set up this uh, throne room in Times Square where he's taken out the Fantastic Five the X-Men, members of the Avengers, Daredevil, and he has basically threatened to kill a hundred people every 24 hours unless he is the uh, new supreme ruler of the United States. So let's check about how bald he is now. Well, he got all of his hair burnt off from the meteor, I think. No, he still had it. He still had it at the end of last issue. I'm like 99% sure. I I thought that he had lost his hair, because I remember that. Uh, that's neither here nor there. And so uh, President Norma Osborn is trying to figure out what to do, but like none of the other superhero teams are really ready to face against it. Mimic is really not up for killing more people, and Magic is just total garbage. And she's like, it, well, it's about a day too late for that. It's like, seriously, magic. Morph has, meanwhile, sort of come to terms with Mimic killing his best friend. Uh, Hyperion has Spider looking out for the teams because Spider sensed something was up. The teams are pretty much ready to go in and fight. So there's going to be Sasquatch, Magic, and Nocturne are going in as one team. And then uh, Gambit and Blink are going in as another team. And then Morph and Mimic are sort of the third wave. And then Nelson, that leaves you and Martin. Oh, Yeah, I, I don't remember the response to whatever that Simpsons reference would be. Yeah. It's from the episode when they have to go back and get the lemon tree. I'm familiar with the lemon of Troy. Okay. And the Roman numeral jokes. Yep. We're Team Discovery Channel. 
That is the response. Okay. And so Hyperion has gotten to the point where he is ready to kill his first 100 people. And he has Hulk and Firestar bound up by Spider's webs. And so Team Ladies is ready to go in and strike. Nocturne is pretty much planning to try and possess Hyperion. And Magic's like, hey, you know it would be a really good idea? If I just kill you and then I can join up with that team because they have no problem with me killing at all. And, and so she does. She flat up stabs uh, Sasquatch right in the back. Well, she slashes her in the back. I mean, yeah. stabbing and slashing are very different. So Nocturne just... Uh, she went, she, went, she goes down just like Finn. Yeah. So she teleports over to Hyperion, tries to join up, and then Hyperion's like, oh, yeah, no, no, this is really, really stupid. And uh, he just kills her. He cracks her neck. Well, he does that because he is basically informed of, oh, so if I kill you, that means no one else is going to be sent after me. Yeah. Well, let's figure out if that's true or not. And he kills her, and then he waits, and no one else shows up. So he's like, oh, hey, well, I know who else I can kill. Yeah. So he burns and murders Firestar, and, well, Firestar tries to kill him when she gets freed, but she ends up burning herself out. And but then, she kills Spider in the process, so... Yeah. Poor Spider. So we have to put Spider onto the list. It's true. Hyperion kills uh, Hulk. Yeah. and that's Which when, I guess there was my little thing with that. It's like, if Magic is willingly going to join your team, I would have tested my killing spree powers on, like, Hulk or Firestar. Yeah, but... And then you could have assessed the whole magic situation after the fact. Yeah, because you've already got three traitors on your group, so you know that that's not good. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah, so the villains are uh, getting approached by Morph and uh, Mimic. Meanwhile, Nocturne, uh, Blink, and Gambit are trying to help. Yeah, so Nocturne goes in to possess Sasquatch because Sasquatch has healing powers. And meanwhile, the battle is going on. Morph and Mimic rush in, and it's not really a good idea because they're attacking evil Superman head-on. Yep. Pretty bad, if you ask me. Yeah. And Morph is actually doing a better job because he's sort of got cartoony physics where he can survive a lot more stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is... Right here was one of my least favorite moments for Morph. Or not my most favorite, least favorite moments, but it went in with the joke, and I just thought it was weird. Once more, and out of place, because he's been so serious up to this point. When he's, but then he's like in his like Iceman form, and he gets melted, and he goes like, "Oh, Dorothy, I'm melting." Yeah, and it's just like ah, oh, more of more of like ah, oh, Chuck Austin. That was very unnecessary. <sighs> yeah. And so Mimic ends up taking over for Morph fighting Hyperion, while Morph ends up fighting Carol Danvers, who most of her costume has been destroyed from Firestar's attack. And it's like, sure, okay. He ends up smashing the heck out of her. And meanwhile, uh, Hyperion is literally crushing Mimic's hands, because Mimic is currently in uh, Colossus steel form. And he's ready to just end him until... Ba-ba-ba-ba! 
Sasquatch ends up coming down and punching him in the face, which ends up distracting him. Hyperion is even angrier now, until the entire team just starts assaulting him, since everyone's doing better. Hyperion tries to laser blast Blink, and she ends up using one of her Blink portals to make him laser blast his own butt instead, just like in X-Men Days of Future Past. Basically. And he is heavily beaten at this point, and Gambit's like, oh, well, I can take care of the rest, and so he takes Magic's Soul Sword, charges it up with his uh, kinetic energy, and just stabs Hyperion, uh, taking both of them out in the blast, and leaving no one to survive. Including being one member down. Yeah, and so our remaining team at this point is now Nocturne, Blink, Mimic, Sasquatch, and Morph. So let me put on those extra members of the team who died. Yep. Hulk, Miss Marvel, Hyperion, and Gambit. Okay. So, with those members dead, uh, the team's sort of like, uh, what's next? We really need a vacation. And the time broker shows up and is like, yeah, uh, since I'm the collective entity of your unconscious or whatever, it was really stupid to have a bunch of people who are murder-happy, who are also making a part of me, which is why I did some really stupid things. So now that there's only five members of the team... Everyone's going to be happy. Oh, and Morph, you get to go home now. And Morph is like, uh, nope, I want to stay here. And so he gets to stay on the team. And that, uh, Morph and Mimic end up fully making up. Because they are brothers. Yep. And they all sort of fall asleep wondering what's next. Because they have 24 hours until their next shift. So... Devin, any guesses on who the next member of the team is going to be? Maybe like an Iron Man type character. Looks like it has to be an X-Men, doesn't it? Yeah, that's been more the rule for Exiles at this point. And who would be a good person to bring on? I don't know. The world can always use another Summers brother. Well, do you want me to spoil it for you? Sure. It's a lady version of Namor. Yeah. Namora? Yeah. But also in that next arc, that we're not covering today, but in three more weeks, another member of the Exiles is going to end their tenure. Bum, bum, oh, bum. no. The second arc that we're going to be covering is Exiles Volume 1, numbers 41 through 42, which was written and penciled by Jim Calafiore. Jim Calafiore, who has penciled a whole bunch of issues of Exiles, wrote this uh, segment as well, and this is actually his only writing credit. Nice. You did a good job. Good, Calafiore. Yeah. Uh, It was inked by Eric Cannon with colors by Transparency Digital and letters by Dave Sharp, and it takes place on Earth 2182. We are flashing back to Nocturne's world before she joined the Exiles, And she is a member of the X-Men, where the current X-Men team is herself, Talia Josephine Wagner, her father, Nightcrawler, Thunderbird, who she dated the alternative 
version of as a member of the Exiles. Shadowcat, Kitty Pride. Phoenix, who is literally like the Phoenix Force, who's taken over Colossus's metal body since he sacrificed himself to save Ileana. And they have been most recently joined by Armageddon, the cloned son of Apocalypse and Jean Grey, who has turned on his father. The team is currently fighting Apocalypse, and they are trying to stop him from detonating his Chrono Disruptor, which is going to disrupt Chronots. And this is not really an X-Men team that is made to stop Apocalypse. Like, uh, Apocalypse is weird because he's like, I, I guess he's a tough enemy, but you need to have, like, Wolverines and stuff to fight him, right? I would think so. Yeah. Kitty Pride, who is going by Kate Pride, is working on trying to stop the Chrono Disruptor via her teleportation. And Phoenix, who had been caught up in an energy dampener by Apocalypse, ends up breaking out of it and flares up with the Phoenix Force, killing Apocalypse, and also accidentally capturing Kate Pride in the blast. When they find her in the debris, we find that she has been replaced by a Kitty Pride who had just joined the X-Men, uh, about the same age as the Kitty Pride who got possessed by an older Kitty Pride, in the Days of Future Past. Which I thought was a really nice reference. Yeah. And when I say replaced, I mean, like, it is actually younger Kitty Pride. It's not just a mind swap. Yeah. I do not care for the name Kate Pride. You know? Thought it was weird. Do you think she should be changing her name from Kitty to Karen? Trading her MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron? I want a short skirt... And the long jacket. Well, I want a girl with a short skirt and a long <laughs> jacket. Yes. Yes. Cake references. <laughs> okay. And so the team ends up running back to the X Mansion because they're, I guess, still wanted criminals here. I mean, it's not really clear. It's just... I guess, general X-Men protecting the world that hates and fears them. Though it was a little weird only for the fact that you have Nightcrawler's married to the Scarlet Witch, and yeah. she's like this beloved figure. He's like hated still the rest of the X-Men. Yeah. Like, how did they meet that? I, I had always figured that it was like, all the super beings are super welcome. Well, no, I mean, it's like the X-Men in the Marvel 616 at various ages where... Like, the Avengers are almost always welcome, but people are still really worried about X-Men. Because they're mutants. Yeah, but you don't really have the romance X-Men Avengers characters. Yeah, but... I don't know. I mean, the Avengers usually trust the X-Men unless they're poorly written. But that's neither here nor there. So they've taken the team, including Kitty, back to the X-Mansion, where we find out that, uh... Wolverine has taken over it. Who would have thought that could ever happen? Right? And his entire skeleton has been pretty much broken. Uh, we find out that uh, he now goes by Professor W. And uh, he and Nightcrawler are talking. And older Nightcrawler, he's got a goatee, he's got an eye patch, he's wearing a red toga, which I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't really know either. Yeah, and this is when we see, like, the newsflash with his wife on it. 
Yeah, because uh, she's a member of the Avengers, and the Avengers are welcome everywhere. And then we also get a news story about Cyclops leading a new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which, who would have thought that Cyclops would lead another team of mutants against the people at the Xavier Institute? Well, except for here, this is one of the things that always pissed me off, because it's always bothered me a little bit with the most recent of X-Men comics, which is, oh, Wolverine kills Professor X, but everyone magically forgives him because, oh, he wasn't in control of himself. Yeah, now we keep having the classic, oh, Cyclops killed Professor Charles Xavier. Oh, no, no, oh. like, it is complete... Bull- control doesn't matter, though. We still hate him. Well, Cyclops is also a dick about it, and Cyclops was also does not have neat claws. If Cyclops had claws and laser blasts, I think people would forgive him. But he also yeah. has to be the adult on the team. It's like that, that whole, like, forgiveness of, like, killing people and not in control of yourself with the Marvel comics is always, like, weird. It's like, oh, magically for, forgive Jean Grey for his feelings destroying an entire fucking planet. Yeah, no, it's... But yeah, but, like, with Charles Xavier, it's like, and then one man kills, like, another, like, Charles Xavier, who, as we've learned over the course of 50 years, is kind of a shitty human being. and But still, everyone, like, loses their mind over it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's some bullshit. Uh, Nocturne ends up giving Kitty a tour of the mansion and catching her up on the news. Uh, we find out why Wolverine is crippled, and it's because he had been possessed by the Shadow King and ended up stabbing him, which got him hit with a bunch of psychic feedback. Uh, at that time, Cyclops got pissy at him, and then when Jean Grey ended up dying, he left the team. Nocturne introduces Kitty to Lucian, who is a kid who has to live in a tube because he absorbed all of the legacy virus and cancer and radiation, and he is a living death weapon. He a person that, like, exists outside of this continuity? Uh, Plague. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, normally... Yeah, I was like, I was not recognizing him. Yeah, normally he's a horseman of the apocalypse, but here he just looks like, uh... Who was the bad guy on uh, Batman Beyond? Who was the green yeah. skeleton? That's pretty much what he looks like. Yeah, he looks kind of like that, and also he has, like, the face of um, Zorn from oh. Morris' new X-Men run. Skull face. At the skull face? Yeah. And Moira McTaggart, who's the scientist on the team, was supposed to cure him, but, like, she really got distracted and isn't doing it. Meanwhile, Armageddon has a room for the first time at the X-Mansion. But the problem is, he's like this nine-foot-tall death monster, and they just gave him the most undecorated room possible. It's like the bed is two feet... It's like the bed is two feet too short for him, and there's not even a poster up for a band or anything. And it's like, oh, well, this is going to make him feel welcome. They should have put up a death metal band. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Nightcrawler comes in and offers him a role on the team, and Armageddon's really not sure of who he is. Well, I think it would be better to get him into, like, power pop. You know, mm. something less death-obsessed. Move from the, uh, Thanatos to the Eros. Yeah. There we go. And 
Kitty and Nocturne end up running into James Proudstar, Thunderbird, who is coming out of the shower. And when I say Thunderbird, I think I mean Hunterberg. Because, oh. because they both comment on... Well, Kitty comments on how hot he looks, and Nocturne, who is also attracted to him, tries to, like, rush it off. But we do get a comment on his butt, and so you know what that means? What? We get to add his ass to every ass ever, which we add to whenever a person's butt is... Objectified? Yeah. (laughs) So let's open up the list of every ass ever. Open it. Okay, so currently we have three asses on the list. We have Tony Stark, Mimic, and now we need to add... Thunderbird. So is Thunderbird's ass better than Tony Stark and Mimic? Which Tony Stark was this based off of again? I believe this was Tony Stark from Nocturne's World. Oh, yeah. Because she commented on it when they were at the beach. True. I don't know. That's a tough one. Because it is Tony Stark. He's got all that, like, zillionaire playboy money. He probably has a good one. And despite Mimic's ability to copy butts, he could only copy a butt at half the intensity. So, I think Heck. under Tony Stark, but above Mimic? Yeah. Thunderbird. James Proudstar. So now we have three asses on every ass ever. Which we can only add to when a person's ass is actually commented on. And getting back to non-ass related stuff, Kitty ends up getting dropped off with the other kids who are being watched by Warlock who is a robot man who can transform into things. Well, he's a robot... Well, he's a techno-organic entity who can transform into different things. And I thought this was weird because, like, you have a really young version of Iceman here, and there's some other analogs for the kids that you can find, but none of them are really named. No. Except for Kiko and Trudy. But, uh, that's not really important. It's at this point when Nocturne is ready to, like, let Kitty go to bed. Kitty suddenly has, like, all the realizations that she can't see her family coming into play. And so she breaks into tears and Nocturne is there to comfort her. Yay, human moments. Aww. Meanwhile, Professor W is having dreams of when he killed Charles Xavier and he finds Phoenix hovering over his bed. Because it was drawn to his emotions, and he's like, Get out of here, soldier boy. And she's like, You know, I can fix your body. And he's like, Tell Scott I'm leaving myself a cripple. And Phoenix is like, Okay, you're going to be a jerk, so I'm going to leave you in your broken body. And she does. And takes off into space. Yeah, I'm really not sure why... Phoenix would, like, form a Jean Grey body, or Jean Grey, like, form out of Colossus's metal suit. Yeah, I'm a little confused there, too, because at first they kept saying that Jean Grey was dead, but I'm like, but she's right there. Well, it's the Phoenix Force, not yeah. Jean Grey. Yeah, realize that that's what was going on. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. And so we have a moment then when Nocturne, who is wearing, like, a female version of her dad's old costume, is uh, working out in the danger room. 
but she's really not paying a, a lot of attention, and she's sort of taking things as they come. Nightcrawler ends up chiding her for being so brash, and she just storms out. But and not before yelling at him, giving her a piece of her mind. Which is dumb, because, like, Nightcrawler used to be the same way. Also, Nightcrawler is dressed up like a pirate. I would agree. And that was my thing, too, actually. Yeah, it was Pirate Nightcrawler. I'm like, Pirate Nightcrawler was totally a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, he always loves swashbuckling, so it makes sense that when he's in his, like, 40s or 50s, he is Pirate Dad. Oh, yeah. Well, I, get, I mean, he's being a dad. He wants to protect his little girl, so he's, like, forgetting all the crazy things he did as a child. He is a pirate who wants to protect his booty. Exactly. And so Nocturne just storms out in her really weird brown, like, miniskirt and tube top costume, which, like, she wears that a lot, or, like, that sort of thing. And so as she's storming out, Kitty shows up in a Tintin t-shirt, and she has to go along, and so Nocturne's like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And uh, Nightcrawler and Professor W are having a conversation about Nightcrawler messing up with Nocturne. And then Cyclops attacks with his evil brotherhood, which consists of Cyclops, Rogue, who is, uh, like, permanently absorbed the powers of the Super Scroll, which I love the Super Scroll in Lego Marvel superheroes. Oh, he's great. Yeah, like, him and Beetle are, like, two of the people who I always use, and then Squirrel Girl, because exploding oh, squirrels. Oh, great in that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to her... Showing up the next one, hopefully with her newer costume. It probably would be. Because, yeah, this one came out before Unbeatable. Yep. And I think I think she is, actually. I, thought, I think that's, like, what her title reads. I was, like, looking at the character list, and I think she's listed as Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Nice. And then there's also White Dwarf Beast, but he's not like Hank McCoy Beast. He's another person from a group called the X-Punks who took the name Beast. Uh, there's the Blob. Who's the Blob, Radioactor Man, who looks like a member of Los Ice Creams, and Hive, who is a sentient swarm of spiders, ticks, something? Yeah, it was a little weird. Because, like, uh, Cyclops ends up making a joke where it's like, yeah, you're really starting to tick me off, and then he throws away, and then Hive attacks with as a bunch of bugs, so. Get it? Ticks? Ticks? Yeah. Get it? <laughs> Cyclops is making dad jokes as a villain. He truly yeah. is the worst. And Cyclops is like kind of like has that weird like thing on his face. Yeah, like half of it got burned off or something. Yeah, he has well, like this weird metal plate. Well, and his like left arm also has the weird uh, arm yeah. thing. Yeah. And so they burst in. Wolverine's getting attacked by Atlas Shrugged, which is hilarious. Uh, we'll have an image of it in the image gallery. But and then it cuts over to everyone's favorite, Nocturne, who has formed her grunge band. Well, she didn't form the band. She's just a member of the Butt Monkeys, bringing yeah. continuity back to that first issue where she was wearing the Butt Monkeys t-shirt. And they are horrible. They are. And Kitty Pride is very clearly not into it. Yep. But well, let's and, come back to the big fight. <laughs> fight. Yeah. Fight. 
Yeah, so Warlock goes to fight Rogue, who rips him in half, not necessarily killing him, but he is shocked. Thunderbird tries to knock him out, but he gets knocked back himself. And uh, Kurt and Scott are having a stare down because Kurt had just gotten back from moving Professor W out of there. And this is when Cyclops is like, You've got to be careful. Or, You've got to be careful. Hive doesn't like when you're emotionally angry or posturing. It ticks him off. And then he gets attacked by ticks and he's like, Get it? Ticks? Which does not seem like a good Cyclops moment. Uh, but then we cut over to Nocturne and Kitty Pride at the tattoo parlor. Well, she's like, oh, man, look at that sick design, yo. Yeah. I want that. Oh, that my dad would be awfully mad. Yeah, like she's considering getting a Celtic cross, and it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Too, because that will make her edgy and cool when she goes to college. Yeah, and, uh, like, she's talking to Kitty, and Kitty's like, you know, Nightcrawler just sounds like he's trying to be a dad, and Nocturne's like, yeah, I guess. And Kitty's like, you know, sounding like an X-Men, or, and being an X-Men is pretty cool, because you get to be a hero, and people look up to you, and we make a difference, and Nocturne's like, damn it, kid, stop making good points. I want to make bad decisions, because I'm a teenager. Yeah. But back to the fight. Yep. So now, uh, <clears throat> the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants has burst into the lab where Moira and everyone else is. Armageddon is fighting Radioactive Man. And he Kool-Aid mans him through a wall. Yep. Watch out, Radioactive Man. You mean Lucian? And then, in a continuing series of bad decisions... Nocturne gets her hair braided. Yep. Because, well, I guess it's not appropriation of it, it's a blue person doing it. Yep. So Cyclops sees Lucian, whose cell has been broken out of, and he is like, What have they done to you? Lucian's like, Oh, hi, Mr. Scott. Miss Moira's taken fine care of me. And then Hive ends up attacking him, like all of him dies. Like, all of the insects that make him up. Because it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. You're a shitty bunch of bugs and you try to attack a radioactive man. Look out, radioactive man! The sun's exploding again! And so Nocturne and Kitty Pride uh, suddenly get back. They find all of the kids who are more or less being controlled or looked after by the blob. And Nocturne just beats the heck out of him uh, by zapping his brain. Because, yeah, that, that sounds healthy. Oh, absolutely. And, that can stop the blob. Yeah. And we cut back to the battle where Cyclops has killed Lucian. Which, I, I, I can't necessarily blame him for killing a person who's carrying all of the legacy virus and who could, like, kill you with a touch. Like, you know? Yeah, no, no, I I, I would, wouldn't, I don't blame him for it either. At the same time, how did he kill him, though? Uh, they don't show it at all. It seemed like he couldn't really die, he could just kind of, like, absorb everything. Well, he can absorb diseases. Uh, I guess that's fair. So I, I guess, like, a good force blast would destroy the skeleton. But Cyclops is a disease. 
Meet the Cure. Uh, meanwhile, Armageddon and Radioactive Man are still fighting, and Armageddon ends up ripping apart uh, Radioactive Man's suit with his psychic powers, which causes him to go critical. And this ends up knocking out all of the people on the hero's side, except for Moira and Professor W. Which at the same time, though, doesn't kill them, which is relatively impressive. Yeah. They'll probably have cancer in a few years. I mean, probably. They'll start vomiting up lungs. And Cyclops is ready to kill Wolverine, calling him a murderer. And that's when Nocturne and the kids show up. And with the help from, like, Nocturne's training, Kitty Pride is able to take out White Dwarf, who is super dense. Except that, like, Rogue immediately bats her away because young Kitty Pride is not ready for fighting. And then young Iceman just hits her in the head with a bat made out of ice. Which I loved. Yeah. And Nocturne goes up to try and possess... Cyclops, but he has, like, defenses against it, which is like, yeah, no, this makes a whole bunch of sense, Cyclops. And so Cyclops starts lasering uh, Wolverine, uh, breaking his, uh, like, metal frame. And so Nocturne ends up uh, possessing, Ar- uh, yeah, so Nocturne ends up possessing Armageddon and uses his psychic powers to have Wolverine raise up his hands extend his claws, kill Cyclops, and then, like, let him go. And that's the end of Cyclops. And it was pretty cool. Yep. Though I did love the, uh, line that Cyclops had said after Nocturne tried to possess him, where it's like, you think I wouldn't come prepared for all maneuvers, including your body possession trick? I came equipped with a personal disruptor field generator. You really should limit your bad decisions to your hairstyle. Oh shit. That's a good burn. It was a pretty sick burn. Mm-hmm. But then we also had Cyclops foaming at the mouth, which was kind of crazy, too. Yeah, yeah. That's Cyclops for you, soldier boy. That's why I wasn't crazy in this universe. Cyclops just had rabies. That would make a whole bunch of sense. And then we have a moment with Nightcrawler and Nocturne sort of just talking out their issues and coming together, and he criticizes her hair. And then we cut back to the beach issue where we find the most important thing of all. Nocturne can retract her tail, which is why it's fine that the art is inconsistent about her having a tail. Yep. And it's gross. Oh, very. And that's the end of that. Would have rather just had it be accepted that the art team just kept fucking up. Yeah. I I really don't want to envision like a retractable tail. Yeah, because especially too, it's like it's pointy at the end. Like, what does that part go? Uh, it goes flat. Okay. It's weird. Yep. So now that we have gotten all of this covered, we have a bunch of universes to add this week because we had a bunch of people die. But up first, we have Earth-2182, which is Nocturne's world. I really liked the issue. Like, this, I think, was one of the better arcs that we've had. No, I agree. This is a good one. And, like, Nocturne is a good character when she's written consistently. Yes, agreed. And her homeworld was pretty cool. Yeah. 
I liked Luchador Radioactive Man. Yep. So, I mean, do we want to start off looking in the top ten? I would. Okay. Is it better than Agents of Atlas Avengers formed in the 1950s? I think so. Yeah. Uh, better than Space Punisher? Yeah, I'd even give it better than Space Punisher. Better than 1602? Um, yes, I would say so. Better than Iron Doom Masada? Mm, maybe. What do you think? I think uh, right under Squadron Supreme, right above Iron Doom Masada. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so Earth 2182, Nocturne's World. Up next, we have Earth 4400, which I referred to as Battleground Earth, because that's where the Exiles and Weapon X fought. But not Battle World. Yeah. That's well, our current dividing line is Ultron New Fantastic Four, once again. Do we want to uh, go up to the next quarter? I don't know. I mean, I guess, how do we want to judge this world? Well, it's a world where Norman Osborn is the president. I know. Which we've actually had that before. But it's also a world where the Fantastic Five are dead. True. Like, it went through a lot of stuff. It did go through a lot of stuff. It could, Yeah, it went through, like, a lot of the what-ifs. Yeah. It's just here and there. Though, apparently in this one, Sue Storm uh, stayed with the Fantastic Five and not with Namor. Well, that happened in, like, a lot of the, uh, like, follow-ups of the Fantastic Five. Like, they keep forgetting that Sue Storm leaves at the end of the issue. Yeah. We can get, like, the next quarter up. I don't think it's super high, though. Yeah. Well, luckily we have a big list. It's not as good as Doom, Sorcerer Supreme. I don't know. Uh, is it as good as, uh, Spider-Man had anatomically correct web shooters? Mm, yeah. Is it better than alternative, fan or alternate Fantastic Four powers? I don't think so. think so. You do? No, do not. Okay. So our new number 62 is Earth 4400. Battlefield, Earth 4, Exiles. And then we have the members of the various teams that have died. So we have Magic from Earth 4210. And a pretty yeah. shitty world to create such a pretty shitty person. Or it's a pretty special world to create such a dedicated person. You're right. And I mean, we have loved some of her antics. It's true. Such as that time where she tried to drown all the Morlock kids. Yep. Or that time she threw Black Panther's son off that pyramid. It's true. Again, we weren't there. We don't know. Maybe he really deserved it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a hard one to judge. Okay, is it better than What If Doom was Sorcerer Supreme? No. No. I, I like it more, actually. Really? Yeah, I mean, she was garbage, but she was entertaining garbage. She is entertaining garbage. Okay. I'll let it go. We can go above it. Okay. So you don't want to go above Bad Venom? Oh, actually, no, I would go above that. Uh, do you like it more than Electra had survived? 
Maybe. What do you think? Uh, well, right above that is Mimic's home world. I think we have to put her above Mimic because Mimic is garbage. Because Mimic is garbage. Though, like, right above that is Black Bolt got hiccups. Ooh, I did like Black Bolt got hiccups. So, yeah, let's put it right above under. worlds and below hiccups. Okay, so our new number 52 is Earth. The new 52? Yes. Magic from Exiles Homeworld. Up next, we have Firestar from Earth 3062, who was brought in to basically try and control Weapon X and died shortly after. Hmm? Also, her costume was Goth as Hell, and then, like, the new Firestar, who was also dead on Battlefield Earth, also had a Gothy costume, so... Uh, top half, bottom half. Mm, bottom half. Okay. Uh, star. Bottom quarter? Mm, yeah, maybe top bottom quarter. I'm looking if we have any other Firestar. Ooh, or... It's like worthless. Well, whenever we do the Spider-Man is Fantastic and his amazing friends, we'll be having another Firestar there. Okay, so I've got a uh, comparison point for you. Another for female it. character who we've had good takes on and bad takes on. Hit me with it. Okay. Earth 54828, Dazzler decided to become a lawyer. Better or worse? Ooh, I would say better. Okay. Better or worse than Spider-Man? Not as good. Spider-Man is better. Okay. So our new number one 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 is Earth forty two ten Weapon X Firestar's World, which I think it she's an interesting world. Oh, oh wait, and she's Earth thirty sixty two, not forty two ten, because I mean, like this could be a Firestar who did get fully indoctrinated by Emma Frost. It's true. But the world may never know. Wait until I get to write. Okay, up next we have the spider. His world, which is Earth-15. Spider was a jerk. He was, but I kind of loved him. I, I didn't like him as much as magic. I mean, magic, magic made me feel things all of the time. From when she but killed her I brother. And I respect a man who likes round numbers. Hmm? And I did kind of enjoy that time where he kind of left She-Hulk to die. Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah. Okay, so top half, bottom half? Um, I would still say top half. Okay, our current dividing line now is... I never said I was going to throw you that lifeline. I just <laughs> said I could. Okay, I think she's definitely going to be better than Weapon X Firestar's world, so let's go up to the next... Is he better or worse than Spider-Man? Better. Better or worse than Spider-Man married Spider-Woman? Uh, uh, Spider-Woman, yes, better. Okay, better or worse than Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? I would still say better. Better or worse than Spider-Demon? Ooh, Spider-Demon was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Does uh, Spider Demon add is better? Better. Okay, better or worse than Spider Man married the Black Widow. It's good. I did like Black Widow Spider marrying Spider Man better. Okay. So better or worse than Cretaceous Sam? I would still say better. Okay. So our new number eighty, right under Spider Man Married the Black Widow, is Earth fifteen. Weapon X, Spider's World. So, next we have the weird version of the Hulk who always reminds me of, uh... What's the one actor who... Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal Hulk. Oh, Steven Seagal's fat ass? Yeah, I keep thinking this Hulk is like Steven Seagal for some reason. It could be. It could be that universe of Steven Seagal. We don't know. I don't think he's ever referred to as Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. So, top half or bottom half? Uh, bottom half. I didn't like him, though. Okay. I don't like Steven Seagal, so... Bottom quarter? Mm, yeah, like, I, I even liked Firestar better than him. Ooh. Okay, so I will try and find a good Hulk world that we can compare to. Okay, uh, nope, that's too high. Okay. Better than a Hulk world left. <laughs> what? We haven't had many Hulk worlds in our stories so far. Is it better than Obnoxial Hulk? Oh god, yes. <laughs> Is it better than what if the Hulk were yellow? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, then the uh, next Hulk that we have is 109, which is Hulk versus Alpha Flight, which Nope, I like that better. Yeah, so we'll move up from Hulk was yellow. So is it better than Howard the Chicken? Yes. Better than every Avenger remained in a, of an Avenger? Um, yes. Is it better than Magnus's homeworld? Yes. Uh, better she than Invisible Girl dyed her hair? Yes. Yeah, because it was kind of dumb. Better than Disciples Devil? No. Okay. So, Weapon X Hulk from Earth 87, or 873 is our new number 178. Weapon X Hulk. Then we have Evil Carol Danvers Miss Marvel from Earth 4732. How do you feel about her? I know you're the Carol Danvers fan. I, did, I actually liked it, Evil Carol Danvers. I, I thought she could use more character development, but I think it was an interesting idea. She was fun, though. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, top half, then? Yeah, I would say so. Top quarter? No. Okay. Well, then we'll go to a, another uh, story with an alternate, um, Captain Marvel. Kamala's fan fiction, is it better or worse? I do like it a little bit better than Kamala's fan fiction. Is it better than Power Man Were White? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. So our new number 71 is Earth 4732. Miss Mar Weapon X, Miss Marvel. And then we have Hyperion from Earth 4023. 
I like King Hyperion. Yeah. King Hyperion is an interesting character. Though, uh, you know what? We're going to hold off putting him on. For reasons. So we'll wrap this up with Gambit from Earth 371. So Gambit, top half, bottom half. Um, I like Gambit. I go. I give him top half, not top quarter, but yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm looking around the area of uh, Galactus needed quick cash, Callisto mistress and mysticism. Yeah. Uh, better than those? Um, yeah, a little bit. Better than Spider-Man's anatomically correct web shooters? Actually, now that I'm saying that, no, I would not say it's better than Galactus needing quick cash. Okay, better than Brooklynopolis? Yes. Okay, so our new number 67 is Earth 371, Weapon X Gambit. So this currently brings our list to 227 universes. Well. And next week we're going to be adding on some more. As we're covering... What If, Volume 1, Number 7. Which is what if three, uh, three other people got bitten by the radioactive spider. And then we also have What If, Volume 2, Number... Wait for it. 42. I don't remember what that one's official title is. That's where Spider-Man got six arms, right? As we will all be helping using this to build up to the big Spider-Verse event. That we're doing sometime in the future. There's quite a few Spider-People we need on that list before we can get there. Yeah, well, the Spider-Verse event is leading into our eventual coverage of Secret Wars. Yes. So... Yeah, yeah, we've got some big stuff planned. There's also the upcoming Age of Apocalypse event that's going to be coming out when the movie comes out. we got a few Deadpool surprises here and there. Yep. Yeah, uh, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. We are theoretically listener-sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor us, check out our Patreon, where we're going to be updating the goals because we've, been, we've had a Patreon since, like, you move and no one has donated yet. Or, or if you don't want to throw money our way, you can also support us by leaving a comment on. We'd also like to thank the one person who entered into our contest, which was one more than our past two contests. So we're going to be contacting you about your prize choice. Uh, you can find more about Multiversal Q, including our image galleries, at multiversalq.com, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and you can email us at multiversalq at gmail.com. You can find me online at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Or you can see my personal work at lukehair.com, that's L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com. You can find me on Twitter at fredofett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for Spider Time. Peace.